One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Miss Danielle, and this is Help a Human Out. A couple episodes ago, I had a conversation, well, like a million conversations in one, actually, with Conscious Lee about accountability and growth. It was so good that we covered what we wanted to talk about and then all kinds of things, so much more. And at the same time, I know there is more to be said. Accountability means so much to me. I want to take the time to talk to you about accountability and growth from my perspective. I think that accountability impacts our lives and the lives of others immensely. And I know that because I think about a particular situation um, in my own life. My dad, who passed away at the beginning of the pandemic, was first my dad. So I want to name that I love him and I miss him very much. And also, when I was a young, young child, my dad was an alcoholic, abusive man. Very violent, very explosive, and he caused trauma to each and every one of us. And years later, as I was older and kind of stole my power back and wasn't afraid of him anymore, I remember going to my dad and saying to him, you know, like, why did you do the things that you did? Why did you put your hands on my mom? Why did you harm your kids? Why did you do these things? And I remember my dad saying, I, I never did any of those things. And I could not believe, I could not fathom that he would say anything remotely close to that. Because how could I remember seeing my mom get punched in the face, seeing beer thrown in her face? How could I remember my parents tumbling over me and my little brother when we were sitting in a reclining chair? How do I remember staying a month at my aunt's house when it, my mom finally had the courage to leave my dad? And he didn't remember it. He wanted to take no accountability. It was mind-blowing to me. I mean, we had went to treatment for my dad. My dad went to treatment and his graduation, we went to his graduation. And my dad literally celebrated with a beer at Applebee's right after treatment graduation. And he never, ever held himself accountable. And I think for me, it was like, no matter how much I loved my dad, the fact that he could not acknowledge the pain that he had caused the trauma that we all endured, we still loved him. We still spoke to him. But there was always something that wouldn't allow us to heal, to grow closer, to forgive. Because how can you forgive someone who doesn't even remember? And I put that in air quotes, because how could you forget what you did? Right? So years later, years later, and, and to be clear, I didn't talk to my dad for a really long time because that's how much accountability means to me. You don't get to harm people. 
You don't get to cause horrible pain and pretend like it didn't happen. Act like it wasn't your fault or that you didn't play a role in it. And you don't get to do that even if you're my dad. And my dad did that. And so there were years that I didn't speak to him. There were years that I didn't call on holidays or birthdays or Father's Day. I lost years of time with my dad and I'm mad at him. You know, I miss him every single day because as much as he was a fierce asshole when I was a kid, somehow he turned out okay the last 10 years of his life and we rebuilt, but only because magically he took accountability. It took years and it was in a Facebook post, but it happened. He wrote a message on Facebook and he talked about how many years he had drank and the the harm, the pain he had caused his family and how he recognized that if he had been drinking the majority of his life, he probably has had caused a lot of damage. Now, I know you might be thinking, hold up. That's him taking accountability, but you don't understand the man that I knew. He never said anything. He literally said, I never touched your mom. So for him to write it in a Facebook message publicly, it took a lot. It took a lot for him to humble himself and for him to say, yeah, I I did some really bad things. I did some awful things. And with that, we were able to open the door to forgiveness, to healing, to have more conversations about things we had experienced. You know, it is really, really difficult to move forward when someone doesn't acknowledge your hurt or your pain. And it's not just about them, right? Because we fuck up too. So think about it. When are the moments in your life that were so hard for you to forgive someone? I'm willing to bet, especially you helpers out there, I'm willing to bet that you didn't give up on people because... They poured love into you and said, I'm so sorry. Hell no, we give up on people who refuse to what? Take accountability. It impacts all of us. And I don't know if it's pride. I don't know what the hell it is. But why is it so difficult for someone to say, I messed up. I did the wrong thing. I had a misstep. Why is it so difficult? What we need, I really firmly believe this, what we need is to create a beautiful culture of error. And what I can tell you is that that is not happening right now. Hello, cancel culture, right? Cancel culture. What the fuck is wrong with people and cancel culture? Oh, I'm canceling him or they're canceled. Hashtag canceled, no. Listen, what I can tell you is that I am not the same person that I was a year ago. And I'm definitely not the same person I was five years ago. Ten years ago, me? Oh my God, she was a hot damn mess. The only thing I know for sure is that transformation always happens. Every single day, there is a possibility for you to grow, shift, change, transform. But we want to cancel people. We want to cancel people? That's what we want to do? I don't want to do that. I'm not canceling anybody. Listen, if you know how to hold yourself accountable, if you know how to apologize 
and put the action behind it, right? Because that's what real accountability looks like. You can't just say, I'm sorry, and keep being a repeat offender. That shit doesn't work. But what you can do is say you messed up. Say, I know why I messed up. Say, I'm not going to do that again, and I may mess up again, but I am working at it, okay? When we're unlearning things, we are definitely going to mess up, all right? So when we think about really big topics, really big things like sexism and you know racism and transphobia and things like that, oh, I'm going to mess up. I might misgender someone. I might say the wrong thing, but I will learn and I will be better because I hold myself accountable, right? And here's the thing, cancel me if you want to, but I'm still going to grow and I'm still going to change. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to miss out because you done canceled me. Now that doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. It doesn't. So listen, what if we switch cancel culture, right? I believe in calling people out, but even more than that, I believe in calling people in. Come on now. Amen. I know that's right. Listen, I want you to be better because I want us all to be better. I want to be better every day. So please call me out, but don't stop there. Call me in. Tell me that, hey, you know what you just said harmed me. That action that you just did, it didn't sit well with me. And I want to know if you are willing to have this conversation with me so that we can grow together in this. Call me out and then call me in. Because if I'm a good person, if you're a good person, when you get called out, you're not automatically going to feel defensive. You're not going to feel the need to put that block up and, oh, oh. no. If you want to grow, you actually appreciate being called out. And then go for the call in. Step up to the plate. And say, you know what? You're right. And you don't have to have the answer. You can ask for help. Because accountability isn't about knowing every single thing. It's not about being up on every topic. It's about asking for what you don't know. Holding space for the things that mm, maybe don't make any sense to you, but you know you need to learn it because it's going to make the world a better place. Call me out anytime. Please don't cancel me. And when you call me out, follow up by calling me in. And I guarantee you, I'm going to meet you there. It might not be today and it might not be tomorrow. But if I know that something has harmed you and you call me out on it, teach me how to do better. And I promise you I will. When we know better, we do better. You know what we say here on Help a Human Out? When we know better, we do better. How are people going to do better if we keep canceling them? Let's call them in. Let's educate them. Let's help them be better. Now, I don't know if you have heard about all of the drama with this Instagram account called So You Want to Talk About, all right? There's an Instagram account that has about 2.9 million followers. And the person behind this Instagram account hasn't been really transparent about who they are. And it is it has come to a lot of people's attention that that is probably on purpose, okay? Now, the person behind So You Want to Talk About 
which is an Instagram account about social justice and racism and Black people and Indigenous people and let's help all the people, is actually a white woman. Now, here's the deal. A lot of people are pissed off about this, okay? I'm kind of mad myself. Do we feel a little duped? Yeah. But here's the thing. The woman has 2.9 million followers. That means 2.9 million people see the content that she provides. And here's the deal. The content is actually very educational. Does she credit the people she should? No. Does she maybe almost steal an entire title of a book so you want to talk about racism? Yeah, she does. Just dropped one word. Should we cancel her? Hell no. And let me tell you why. Because 2.9 million people have been exposed to so many different real and factual things that matter and that are a part of really breaking down systems of oppression. Now, was the lack of transparency a problem? Hell yeah. Should she reveal herself and maybe give credit to the black and brown people she keeps stealing from? Absolutely. But if we cancel her, we're going to cancel all the content she's provided. We're going to cancel so much education. And why cancel her? Why not call her ass out and then call her in? I genuinely am not sure if she even recognized the colonizing she was doing. I really don't. But how are we going to know if we cancel it? Why not have the conversation? Maybe instead of cancel culture, we do call out conversations and then call in conversations. Because so you want to talk about has great content. And maybe there is a white woman behind it, but it's time to call her ass in. If we want everyone to be better, we have to use everyone. She's still a resource. And quite frankly, as a black woman, I can tell you that a lot of times people don't listen to me. Why? Oh, they think I'm an angry black woman. But they might listen to her ass. In fact, I know they are because 2.9 people, no, 2.9 million people. I just gave us like what, two and... Two and almost three people. 2.9 million people are listening to her. Right? I don't care if she was a damn pigeon. She is educating 2.9 million people daily about things that actually matter to the culture, things that actually help. So let's not cancel her ass. Let's hold her accountable, call her ass in, and tell her, hey, you messed up. And that's okay. Give the credit where the credit is due. Apologize. Don't do that shit again. But we can't cancel everybody. I'm seeing I'm seeing people lose jobs for tweets that they wrote 20 years ago. It's probably not a tweet. You know, I don't even think Twitter existed 20 years ago, but it seems like 20 years ago. It was so long ago. I'm sorry. But if you go through my tweets, and please don't, because I don't feel like being canceled, okay? Call me in. Just let me know. I'm sure if you go through my tweets from 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whenever the hell Twitter began, I think it was 2009, maybe. I don't know. 2009. All I know is, I'm sure I have some tweets out there that aren't pretty. 
You're going to cancel somebody because 10 years ago, they're not the person they are now. Is that what we're doing? We're expecting people to just be birthed completely amazing with zero flaws. Literally, the way we grow is by fucking up and learning the lessons that come with the fuck up. It's like everybody forgot that somehow. It's like you can't mess up because then you're canceled. But it's like y'all forgot high school, middle school, all the times we messed up and then learned from it and then grew and then became who we are now. Is that That's what, it, like, it's, I don't understand. So I'm committing to not just canceling people, all right? I'm calling everybody out. You know, I call people out. That's what I do. But then I call them in. I call them in. Now, everybody doesn't deserve the calling. There are some people who you do have to have that hard boundary with. And, you know, maybe that's, that's something that you're like, okay, this person is canceled because some people will never change. I understand that. But we cannot cancel everybody. It's not going to work. Like R. Kelly. We canceling his ass, okay? Like, I was at my brother's wedding and oh my God, they played R. Kelly. Yeah, I think I told this story before. But he's canceled. So fucking canceled. And I don't want any part of R. Kelly. When you harm children or the, the priests who harm children, like they're all, if you harm a child, you are canceled. Okay? But if you misstep in your racial justice journey, if you misstep on accident or... No, we cannot cancel everybody. We're canceling R. Kelly. We're not canceling everybody. All right. All that to say, consciously clearly got me in my head and in my heart and got me talking, talking about and thinking about so many different things. And... There was so much that we couldn't just have it be what it was. So we also did this wonderful thing called Rapid Fire with Consciously. It was something a little extra that we did at the end. And I wanted to share it with you all because it was just, he's just so great. He knows his stuff. And ultimately, if we're going to grow, we got to do better. And if there's one person that can help us be better, it's Consciously. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So this is what I want to ask you, first of all, okay? So one, I love talking to people like you because I'm just going to, like, I'm not about to be humble in this moment. Everybody I don't talk to, everybody I talk to don't have conversations like this with me. And I know you know what I'm talking about, right? You don't meet everybody who's always at the same, not even 
vibrating anywhere near you sometimes, right? And so like, so I'm meeting you here and I really greatly appreciate this because it fills my spirit in a way that's like, yes, okay. But when we think about the things that we really want to put out into the world, so I want to ask you like five rapid fire questions, but I want to give you a little heads up on it. So like, I want to be like, like how I did in the beginning, like what does accountability mean to you? But I want to, I, I want this to be like, what are, what are the topics right now in your heart that matter? So like for me, right? The things that matter to me right now is um, safety. I want everybody to feel safe. Like I, like I legitimately, I have felt unsafe many times. And so like I, as a woman, I find myself in certain situations where, you know, I am in a room with a lot of men and because of fear creeping in, I literally wonder like, damn, if I'm the only woman in the room, sometimes I'm uncomfortable and that sucks. Right. And so I really genuinely think about like safety. But if you could think about a couple of things so we can hit it rapid fire, like how do we, you know, how do we become better allies? How can, how can men check their, how can we, not even men, how can we all check our toxic masculinity? What is like, what are the five things we should make sure our listeners today walk away from that you think? What's the most important to you when, when messaging? Uh, For me, for me, I I always like to start with the uh, self-help, self, start, start with you. Usually Mm -hmm. when we, when, when I feel like as as content creators, as educators, as people that talk about oppression, it's usually easy to have an external scapegoat understanding. Like, it's out there. The racists are out there. The oppression is out there. I always feel like all across the board, it's like starting with yourself and realizing how much you've internalized and been conditioned by the world that we live in. And it's capitalist, heteronormative, patriarchal ways, you feel me? And, and, And being able to really come to grips with how you can try to unlearn those things and how you learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm black. I love that. I've internalized a lot of anti-blackness. Oh, me fact, too. I'm very pro-black. I feel I will identify, but I'd be a fool if I if I, if I didn't say that I can also get in the way of me and my own people's progression. And I think that just being able to be reflective—that's the word, self-reflection. Self-reflection is key when it comes to building yourself up. When it comes to thinking about how you can be better spiritually, mentally, you know what I'm saying, intellectually, all that. You feel me? And then I think that yeah. the things that I worry about the most is like global warming, yes. <laughs> capitalism, oh, capitalism, um, <laughs> healing. You feel me? I feel like I yeah. feel like at the at the at the core of everything I worry about is healing and how can we heal from it. The reason why I care so much about global warming and climate change and shit, I recognize that as oppressed peoples, a lot of black and brown people globally are going to be the first people that bear the brunt of the impacts of global warming. When we start yep. dealing with the, the 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 sea rising and people getting flooded and shit, those areas is going to be black and brown people globally that first get hit. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, how do we, how do we, how do we think about a strategy or a method that deals with that, as well as how do people heal from the current global warming and climate change that's already happening? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And at the core, to me, it's like capitalism at the core of that, and how capitalism is able to use white supremacy and anti-blackness and heteronormativity to be able to value people's productivity and be able to associate different, you feel me, number change folks value. Definitely, just global warming, climate change. Community, you feel me? Like, how can we build community? How can we build intra-community, inter-community? How can you know what I'm saying? If you ain't in my community, how can me and your community relate to each other? But not only in similarity and sameness, but also recognizing how we different and recognizing yes. how we fuck each other over. You feel 
with me. Like a lot of white supremacy is so insidious and so crazy is that it uh that 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 other communities will internalize white supremacy and then weaponize it against another community that's not white. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. I think that in terms of healing and capitalism and, and, and surviving, I think there's a lot of core questions we gotta ask ourselves when we start to justify how we survive and how we navigate the world. Especially when it comes to oppression, power, privilege, especially when, in, in, in regards to climate change, capitalism, yeah. racism, all that. That's something I think about. But the main takeaway from this really is, man, it's, it's all the answers you're looking for is in you. You feel me? It's, it's, it's oh. all in us. You feel me? Like, it's not like, uh, like no yes. disrespect to nobody that's, no disrespect to my Muslims, no disrespect to my Christians at all. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not ignoring Allah or Jesus. But I do believe that the answers and, you know what I'm saying, us being the masters of our own destiny is in us. I believe the world is full of chaos. And us and us as humans, we get to bring consciousness to the chaos that we live around. So if it's some shit that's, if it's some chaos in your world that you live around, figure out how to bring consciousness to it. In closing, yeah. the, the, the quote I live by, the quote I live by, R.I.P. Huey P. Newton, Dr. Huey P. Newton, the co-founder yes. of the Black Panther Party. He said yes. some shit I read when I was 19 years old. I'm, I'm, 30, read, I'm reading his book right now, now, actually. Hey, he said that power is the ability to define the phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. I'm going to repeat that. That's how I live my Say life. Say it again. Say he it again. He said that power is the ability to define a phenomenon and make it act in a desired manner. So when you want to define the phenomenon or when you want to have power with a situation, a circumstance, an issue, if you can figure out how that phenomenon is defined, how it operates, how it functions, now you have a better understanding and consciousness to be able to navigate how that shit work and how it operate. And when it comes to us talking about call out culture, cancel culture, responsibility, accountability, define the phenomenon and make it act in your desire. Yeah, I think that one of the biggest things we say on Help a Human Out um, all the time is like, when we know better, we do better. Yep. When we know better, we do better. So thank you so, 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 you better, so much. You do better. Unless yes. you have cognitive dissonance and you, and you invested in it being, you feel me, ignorant. You know and that's I mean? a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation <laughs> right there. Because ignorance is bliss. And it I, you really know what I'm saying? Hey, Miss Dan, you said something though. You said something. You said like, I wanted to be sleep because I understood what came with being woke. And I started yeah. the quote like, ignorance is bliss. Bliss meaning happiness. Yep. And thinking of when you can, when you not, when you don't know some shit, yeah, you can wallow in not knowing. You feel me? Think about the kid yep. that can run out into danger, and they don't really know. They don't have no. no un, they don't have the. They don't, they don't even have the understanding of how the much concept. danger they can be into. So they're no. having a great time running through it because mm. ignorance is so blissful. And you know what I'm saying? Consciousness Once is you how know. you get away from that devil. Once you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. And that's that's the hard part. I am so appreciative of this conversation today, consciously. Please tell everybody where they can find you at. Hey, at, at, at the consciously on all social media platforms, man. If you're looking, I got this energy, this charisma, all this. You can get it in a workshop in a facilitation as well. I do diversity and inclusion workshops as well as professional development workshops. You can get at me at georgeleespeaks.com. Uh, there's also videos of you seeing me in action, getting into yes. the unconscious consciousness of racism, getting into civility in the workplace, um, getting into gender discrimination in the workplace. Um, I also have expertise that it's not just race, you feel me? So, you know, I'm always intersectional, though. Always intersectional and all my work at the core of it is intersectionality and an analysis intersectionality. But definitely, though, at the consciously, if you find a social media platform that I'm not on, shoot me an email and say, hey, conscious, we found, <laughs> nigga, we, nigga, we didn't found a platform and you ain't on here. What's and going on? Put me on there. I'll be on there. I'll be on there in a little bit. 
I know that's right. Listen, you are doing such good work in the world. We appreciate you. Please stay safe, stay protected. God bless you. And for real, like, I'm just so grateful that there are people like you in the world. Thank you, Consciously. Don't you just love Consciously? Oh, my goodness. All right. So let's let's let me do the educational thing. Let me do the let me be Miss Danielle, the educator for one second. Okay. In my classroom, I would say, what did we learn today, friends? What did we learn? Everybody's going to have a different answer and it's going to resonate differently for everyone. But I will say this. This is what I want you. This is what I want the takeaway to be. Okay. I want you to realize that canceling people. I don't even, I don't even know who created this, but let's cancel them. (laughs) Okay. That's not nice. Let, Let me stop. Miss Danielle, get it together. Don't cancel people. Okay. But seriously, this is one of those things that it's just, we're not doing this anymore, okay? Let's call people out and then let's call people in to be better, to do better, and to show up differently in the world. And we can do that by holding people accountable. But remember, when you hold others accountable, that's awesome. But it means nothing if you also don't hold yourself accountable. We have to hold ourselves to the same standards that we hold other people. Honestly, I think I hold myself to higher standards. I can't control other people, but I absolutely can control myself. And just a friendly reminder, when you're uncomfortable, that is when you grow. That is where the healing takes place. The growth takes place. That is where the magic happens. Please stop canceling people. Cancel your Netflix subscription. Cancel, I don't know, cancel a pizza order. Cancel whatever the hell you want that has nothing to do with humans. Speaking of subscriptions, we have one of those, by the way. <laughs> you should get it. Sorry, it was a perfect, it was a perfect little in right there. We actually have a help a human out subscription. You should get that and you should not cancel it because then we can help more people. Anyway, let me get back on track. Okay. If you have a question, you know we're going to answer it. We'll do our best. We answer all types of questions around here. You can send us a voice memo to hahopodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at hahopodcast. I do want to thank Mr. Conscious Lee for all of the things, the education, the love, his spirit. He is indomitable and I love every minute of it. I'm your host, Miss Danielle, and our executive producer is Emma Martins. We are both committed to holding ourselves and each other accountable. Help a Human Out is produced by Red Rock Music and is powered by ACAST. We'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.